so today we are going to talk about something um that over a period of time became one of the biggest addictive drug to human beings heroin cocaine <laughs> it's even worse meth nope we will talk about the history of telephones oh okay yeah i get it i get it <laughs> yeah because we uh, it's almost we uh, try to get out a little bit out of uh, social media and stuff like that right and people these days call this social media detox earlier that term was used for drugs and all that kind of stuff so you know it's somewhat similar to that i mean um, not we are not going to specifically talk about addiction and uh, social media today but i feel that telephones have come a long way from what they were back in the 90s when we first started using phones to what they are right now where you carry them around um, all day long everywhere every moment with you yeah you can't really call it a detox in the sense like how alcohol or all those stuff is but it's it's really a problem these days and we might have to you know start holding interventions for people to get out of this <laughs> addiction in fact uh, you know it i would say to an extent it's somewhat similar to drug uh, addiction itself you know was that netflix movie which came recently what was that called the I social forgot. dilemma yeah the social dilemma it's really scary right yeah now there are some people who argue that netflix is just trying to put that documentary out so that they can bring down all their com- competitors who are mostly social media sites like youtube and facebook and everything else where you can play media but yeah that's you can argue any uh, side of the problem but i feel that to an extent we our daily lives have become so influenced uh, with all the social media stuff yeah you never know who is with you or like who is against you so you just have to take everything with a pinch of salt i think i was like super addicted to social media especially instagram and over the over the years i've understood that i've been spending a lot of time you know just randomly looking for dogs and cats videos and stuff so uh yeah recently uh, you went off of uh, social media right are you there in any of the social media uh very few but i'll i'll explain why um so i never used to keep a track of how much time i was spending in social media i don't think anyone really does right because all these random uh, checking of social media just you know while eating talking or whatever it is you just pick up the phone and you you know browse through your instagram seems very harmless but i started realizing how much time i was spending on these uh, sites so instagram kind of has a feature where you can see the screen time or something like that right how long yeah. you have been using your activity or something yeah. yeah so someone told me that you know uh, we are spending a lot of time on instagram i checked my activity for a day it was i was shocked because i never had a clue that i was spending so much time and recently i moved uh, to ios and where you ha- can have a widget on your home screen which shows your daily screen time and every single day without exception the app which was taking most of the screen time was instagram so then i realized you know what if i don't do this right if i'm not spending like 2 or 3 hours on instagram and that search page is absolutely dangerous in instagram it will start showing you all the stuff unnecessary are necessary which are not related to the people that you follow you end up going into that rabbit hole like you know you take a red pill and go down the rabbit hole kind of a thing so then i realized that you know if i start getting rid of these things can i still survive because we have this fomo right all the time uh if i'm not on social media i'm going to miss out on a lot of things and specifically since we have a podcast we use social media to kind of uh try and uh, do some social media marketing and promoting our show and stuff like that i thought you know it might be difficult 
but i think i've been out of instagram for almost 2 weeks now and i've never felt better i deleted facebook like 3 years ago never felt like using it again i think the uh, instagram is on the same path i still have twitter uh, because i follow specific people there for uh, you know certain interesting things who knows i might give up that as well but i've deleted all the apps from the phone so if i need to use any social media apps i need to log on to um, a computer that that's good that's good so my story is little different even i almost deleted facebook back then like in 2018 or something but the thing is like just to share uh, the podcast stuff i had to keep it and uh, it again went back to the same old routine where i used to like watch, watch. random videos i even remember i i have deleted it like i deleted facebook last week and before that i used to remember for a few days i was watching rodi's audition i used yeah rodi's auditions you won't believe it no i i i watched those uh, you know back in the day but yeah, i think so, they they have deleted most of the content no 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 the new ones okay yeah so i i uh, deleted facebook but then uh, i want to keep instagram uh, for for some more time because uh, so a lot of traction for our podcast comes from instagram so we might stick with instagram only for podcast purposes Welcome to another episode of Right Run Geek Show. We are your host Shankar and Vishnu and today we are going to talk about the history of phones. What is the first model phone that you ever had? <laughs> I mean not like landline I'm talking about of course mobile first, phone first model of mobile phone I had was a Nokia 3310 back in 2004 Oh yeah I remember that I the really mode you know what phone. that was one of the <laughs> best phones that I've ever used in my life you don't really have to worry about putting a case over it or uh, you don't need to have the fear that it's going to break or something if it falls on a surface you need to worry about the surface and not the phone also the battery backup it lasts for Bat- a week right <laughs> i used to use that phone when i joined college i think by that time i was using it for almost a year but i very distinctly remember charging it once a week we are talking about 2004 5 right i five. i joined college in 2005 so i got the phone in 2004 so i was using it for a year wow. then when i entered college um not many students had phones at that time in my entire hostel uh, you know in my room we were five of us only i had the phone uh, when i when we joined and that phone was recharged once a week wow <laughs> it's really hard to get the charge down in you know you can talk you can send sms that is those are the only two things you can do and you can play snake which i yeah. was not really good at yeah so phone usage was very limited those days right it was just for calling and texting purpose texting also was really expensive and i remember recharge was around 350 rupees a month which was absolutely expensive at that point of time it was more like you know to get the validity for a month you have to recharge for like 325 or something now it's like you know you you have in like lifetime, lot, validity. lifetime validity kind of thing i'm not sure if it's lifetime Five but that, years i think right yeah if you want to recharge it's only for you know all the packs in, internet pack or like call pack so yeah it's such a different better times now exactly i mean uh, it has changed a lot from past 15 years uh, when we started using mobile phones to now where we have all this smartphone and all that kind of stuff but we can discuss more on this but there is a lot to discuss because because we have a very interesting history with landlines and mobile phones and all that kind of stuff and a little bit of my history in college as well but before all that i think we should go way back uh, in uh, in time 
to a time where there were no phones and how did the phones really start existing okay so i think we would have st- uh, you know learned in history um, that the phone was invented by alexander graham bell who was from scotland but he was uh, residing in the united states oh right? i didn't know that yeah so he was trying to tackle a problem where you know telegraph was extensively used at that time uh, we discussed that in one of the previous episodes on the internet as well so telegraph was majorly the uh, uh, mode of communication uh, but one of the limitations of telegraph is that at a given time you can send only one message through one one uh, line okay so that uh, that was a limitation right it really severely restricted how many messages you can send and it made it totally an expensive process as well so uh, bell was trying to find a solution to this he uh, was experimenting with something called harmonic telegraph where you can have multiple messages sent through the same line at a same at the same time but during 1874 uh, he had proposed the idea of transmitting voice signals uh, you know telegraph is mostly text voice signals which would be the first blueprint for a uh, for a phone telephone mm-hmm. but um, it was not developed in the same year he actively was working on it and in march of 1876 is the first time when voice transmission happened so uh, it was within his uh, experiment lab uh, where he and his assistant his name was thomas watson uh, they were yeah they were working on uh, you know developing this telephone and he was in the other room um, and accidentally a bell spilled some um, battery acid on his clothes and he literally cried out for uh, thomas watson not knowing that he would hear it through uh, the telephone system that he had built in the lab but you know uh, watson was able to hear and he came into the room saying that you know i was clearly able to hear what you were saying wow so that was the first transmission and i think alexander graham bell's voice recording is still available somewhere on the internet it is yep okay hmm. and uh, so in march this happened the development continued the first one way long distance call happened in uh, 1876 which uh, had a transmission line of uh, length 13 kilometers okay back then that is a big deal right that wow. that was only deal right i mean and that was a one way transmission the sec- the two first two way transmission happened between boston and cambridge again by bell in october of 1876 okay so these were the first rudimentary form of telephones it was nothing like what we see today with a receiver and all a transmitter and all that kind of stuff it was a very basic uh, design and in 1877 first switchboard was created by et homes he was the owner of a burglar alarm system where he tried to connect uh, three or four banks in the region um so during daytime this will work as a switchboard why is it called a switchboard because those days if uh, you have to connect to someone who is in the building operator has to manually uh, uh, you know connect between two telephone lines okay. so they used to remove uh, and plug it into you know there was no desired. automation yeah, at that point of time no so daytime this used to work as a um, switchboard and nighttime it used to work as a burglar alarm alarm oh wow wow multi purpose exactly and uh, so this was one year after the initial design and in 1878 which is after 2 years of invention of telephone the first exchange was set up with uh, 21 customers 21 yes in us wow and There is a little bit of controversy as to who really uh, invented telephone. We all must be Edison. I mean, he also had his name <laughs> here, but thankfully this time he is not the main contender. The main contender is Elisha Gray. Okay. He also had submitted a patent for uh, 
telephone he was he had actually developed a electric a modified electric telegraph which was used for transmitting music as thus becoming the forefather of invention inventor of uh, synthesizer and both of them submitted their patent on the same day on valentine's day of 1876 14 february just th- so happened that bell submitted few hours before uh, gray i think and, and ultimately he got the patent but afterwards they found that bell's patent was you know somewhat uh, has some uh, designs which were very much similar to that of gray okay. uh, so there are some uh, controversies there is a controversy saying that you know bell actually purchased it for $100 or whatever it is we don't know i mean there are a lot of uh, uh, conspiracy theories okay so it. there are like two things uh, here like first thing what is the other person's name elisha gray Elisha Graham might have been the inventor of telephone yep. and the second thing they both didn't have a date on valentine's day so sad <laughs> <laughs> scientists usually don't care yeah, about yeah. all that anyway so in 1870s was the beginning of uh, telephones after which it really caught up uh, very fast and i still remember just going back to a little bit of personal experience right we are big fans of sherlock holmes stories and i remember clearly i think this was um, the story of uh, illustrious client i think yeah, yeah. in which there is a passage where a telephone number is exchanged right no, I don't yeah i it. think it was the story set in 1880s or 1890s i don't really clearly remember but there is a telephone number mentioned there four digit number first digits are xx because they don't want to reveal the number or whatever it is so that means those days numbers were four digit because there were very less telephones and telephones really existed at that point wow okay I, uh, that's something i've missed i feel i've never i don't remember uh, i very clearly that, remember uh, phone number thing yeah so it was in uh, publication date is 1924 1924 is a publication date yeah. maybe the story is set in uh, late 90s in that case maybe by then it was really i mean relatively popular yeah um so 1870s uh passed uh, telephone started growing right um and uh, in 1882 the first telephone exchange was set up in india 1882 yes so kolkata bombay and uh, madras you know one thing that was before uh, indian national congress was set up imagine yeah indian national congress probably would have been uh, set up over a telephone call who knows yeah right <laughs> yeah <but> anyway <laughs> so um uh, you know telephones grew rapidly over uh, the last decades of um, 1800s and during 1990s new models started coming up where you had the transmitter and the receiver in the same uh, handset uh, earlier it was two different units yeah. you might have seen in old movies yeah, yeah. where they hold up uh, the transmitter towards their mouth and they had another uh, receiver which was stuck to the base model and all that um so and in 1927 london and new york were connected by underwater cables finally like intercontinental yeah which was wow. which was not uh, so uh, and major upgrade upgrades happened in 1955 and 56 as we discussed in last uh, one of the previous episodes until this point it all these phone con- phones and the phone connections were completely wired so that was one of the limitations as well so if you look at if you see the olden um, telephone receivers right they had these long wires where you can take the instrument to almost any room yeah, in your yeah, house yeah 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 you would have seen that in madman yeah. as well yeah, right yeah, this, yeah. that was in 60s but yeah they really had these long corded uh, telephones during that but time but then later they changed right? instead of having one phone for every house they had like different receivers placed at uh, all the exactly. corners of the room so so you can right? pick up any of the receivers and uh, start talking yeah in india especially 
especially the cord was really really small comparatively i've never seen that kind of a cord being used in india, any of the at indian least, houses yeah but we started using phones at least maybe half a century after uh, you yeah. know phones became really popular yeah. in united states and yeah. other countries in europe and all that uh, so the limitation was being wired right but um first wireless car phone started appearing in the year 1946 okay that's but they had severe eight. limitations in the sense very expensive unless you are really rich you couldn't afford it and you have to make sure that nobody else in the town should be on the call at the time that you are trying to call right and <laughs> whom would you really call there are very few people who even had mobile phones that time right yeah maybe like rich people they can call their home from their car phone that, that's probably that, they, that was the intention yeah. and uh, in 1947 this there was a proposal in bell labs so bell labs was set up in us in the eight, uh, 18th towards the end of 1800s had to develop uh, telephone exchanges and telephones so bell labs had uh, a proposal where towers will be constructed forming a hexagonal pattern where as the vehicle or, or as the receiver keeps moving uh, through the country or the city or wherever you know the connection moves from one tower to the other hmm. which was a early form of current cell towers wow so that was a proposal it took some more time for it to uh, materialize uh, and truly mobile phone uh, were not were developed for the first time in early 1970s in 1973 motorola came up with a completely mobile handset that was mostly an experimental uh, uh stuff um, not really meant for public at that point of time public really started using in early 1980s there was a handset that there was this handset that motorola came out with which was called dynatic 8000 and if you want to picture that you remember uh, we used to play GTA Vice City a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You remember yeah. the mobile phone in that? I do uh, remember. It used to look like a brick with the antenna. That is the exact thing. And here is the interesting fact: it weighed around two point five pounds. Wow. Okay. You have to char- charge it for ten hours for full charge. And guess how long <laughs> it would last if you are talking on the phone? It will be around twenty to thirty minutes of talk time. Okay, we shouldn't be complaining much, you know. <laughs> Seriously, we have come a long way. Absolutely. Uh, to be like, uh, and it cost around three thousand nine ninety dollars in that time, so which is close to ten thousand rupees, ten thousand dollars in today's money. That is around in Indian rupee around like nine, ten lakhs, nine lakhs. Yeah. Wow. So yeah, I've I've read about this uh, Motorola owner coming up with the first uh, Motorola cell phone, like. he went out and you know in front of all the people he took out this phone and placed a call i somewhere so, in new york city i think i'm right? not sure where but yeah it must be in new york city so like he had this brick kind of thing it's it was even bigger than a brick it seems so if you, you can check it out you can google it and see like how big the phone was but yeah we've come a long way from that yeah then um, you know during 80s the development continued mobile handsets started becoming smaller but still they were not widespread uh, but 90s is when uh, this revolution really started and mobile phones uh, start were used more for more than one purpose right so sms became popular in the 90s uh, i think the first sms was sent by a vodafone employee in ni- year 92 or 93 to his boss he wished him a uh, happy merry christmas or something like that i wish it was he telling him that i'm i'm quitting that would have been a much better story <laughs> maybe he would have i don't know <laughs> anyway so um uh, 90s is when a mobile industry really took off and in india also uh, mobile in, mobile phones started appearing in the year uh, 1995 
and uh, can you guess uh, the who made the first mobile phone uh, conversation in india this was in july 31st 1995 95 uh, i don't think you might guess but yeah a politician yeah it's a politician it was between two politicians actually who was the prime minister back then narasimha rao no it was not between prime ministers it was between uh, the chief minister of west bengal uh, jyoti basu and sukram who was the telecommunications minister union minister wow okay and the call happened on july 31st of 1995 wow that's something yeah so that and um now going a little bit into our uh, history with mobile uh, not just mobile phones phones in general um i was born so i my late 80s i barely remember so i don't know if i had any you know i was really small so i don't remember phones as such but i think we got our first landline uh, when we was when we were living in delhi uh, in the year of 91 or 92 okay i think when i was born it was there yeah it so it should be 91 so when in 91 we got our first phone i still vaguely remember it was a beige color hmm. handset um and in 92 i think we got a second phone connection at home so funny thing was we used to call from the living room phone to the phone inside you know the other phone which was uh, which was like totally rubbish uh, but we used to call and have conversations and all that because the, the reason that we used to do was that was because not not many people really had phones right? yeah i remember that i remember that you would go to that one near the fridge and i'd be like in the yeah. living room and because i couldn't reach the fridge the, the one exactly on the and yeah i think very few of them had phones i think few of my classmates had um we used to have some small conversations and all that but imagine like you know uh, how much it would cost back then to place a call right i have no idea yeah you, we never cared <laughs> and yeah. Uh, yeah then uh, then we moved back to kerala and in kerala also we got a connection after living without a landline for 2 years i think we didn't have a landline for 2 years okay i think 196 is when we got our landline connection in kerala okay. and those days um, calling between the states was considered to be an std call subscriber trunk dialing so you can enable that in your fo- uh, in your connection uh, or if you have not enabled you have to call the operator tell them to book a call and that booking confirmation had three tiers like lightning call urgent call and normal call so if you ask for a normal std call it takes 2 hours for them to con- con- oh you know uh, confirm they'll confirm back and then you make the call it will connect for a urgent call i think it the time uh, turnaround time was about half an hour to 45 minutes and lightning call was urgent most urgent one where you, they'll call you back in 5 minutes or something and these calls are really expensive ones yeah 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 but we had a phone connection where std was enabled you can lock it with a passcode or something like that and each of the calls was again expensive incoming was free at that time uh, yeah and i remember um, mom used to do some prank calls and stuff like mom that let's not go into the mom detail mom and i we yeah. both used to sit and prank call yeah i remember like uh, local numbers it used to be like six digits mm. and then you have to add a four digit uh, in front of that three or four digits if it's an std thing like four digits because it's used uh, no. the kerala's thing was 0487 yeah delhi yeah. was 011 oh yeah yeah it depends i yeah, think then it depends yeah and then they added a two in front of all the numbers because i think they ran out of yeah. you know numbers something like that and yeah. in case you move from one uh, exchange area to the other your number changes completely yeah, yeah. right yeah, something yeah. like that and i think we changed it one or two couple of what times what was our number 234 something it was i'm okay yeah. no idea whatever 
anyway i'm not calling it out it might belong to someone else now yeah. so um, yeah so 90s is when we started using phones and i still remember um, all the neighbors relatives calls from abroad and, and out of state used to come to our phone because they would give our number uh, to have this conversation so they'll call then we call our neighbors they'll come and wait for 5 minutes and then these people will call again and they'll talk for some time and go so we were like the central uh, <laughs> it used to be the same booth. with tv too yeah that was yeah. much <laughs> that before was a, that shakti man <laughs> oh. yeah and uh, we were not really exposed to mobile phones until at least until uh, early 2000s i think but some of our cousins had mobile phones in late 90s uh really expensive i think one minute call was 25 rupees or something and incoming was also charged at, at 15 minutes per uh, 15 wow. rupees per uh, minute so people were uh, never used to encourage incoming calls as well so if you need just give a missed call and they used to call back from a landline or a telephone booth somewhere telephone booths have gone out of yeah, service yeah. completely a lot of uh, telephone booth conversations have happened in the past anyway then uh, i think again going back to my school days where uh, we were first introduced to a proper mobile phone uh, this time um, our friend shrirag had uh, i think he was the first one to get a mobile phone in our class uh, this is when that reliance revolution was happening they were yeah. giving out handsets postpaid handsets and stuff like that he had one and i think he bought it to our house and we were all so fascinated looking at something that is so small which had a screen you can call people text people and i think it had something called r world or something r where world. you can reliance, watch some videos or something r is reliance yeah yeah some in that black and that pixelated screen you it's not black to, and white it's blue and white yeah <laughs> and it was that uh, pixelated screen where you can watch videos and stuff like I that i remember the whole night when you guys were trying to connect to the internet me and your friend anub we we were like playing some game in that phone <laughs> this was back in 2004 exactly and uh, after that After a few months I got my own phone. Uh, I think our cousin came from Delhi. He had a phone so I got fascinated and mom lent some money and uh, I think it was around 3700 rupees that Nokia 3310 at that time. I got a Airtel SIM and my first ever phone uh, mobile phone. That kind of changed everything. everything. I was like, man, now I can be connected all the time. <laughs> and I cannot imagine how we used to live before mobile phones where you cannot be connected, right? because we never knew how it is to feel connected right? in the Maybe sense see why. now you you always think that if i if there is something emergency i even if wherever i am i can give a call to my family or whatever those days it was not, it was yeah. not possible and if you're planning a meet up you have to call and uh, agree upon a place and time much ahead of time because once you start from your home there is no way of canceling it or yeah. uh, you know changing the plans or stuff like that i think people were more account- accountable back then because of that i feel so yeah. and uh, Okay so then I got my phone I moved to college uh, for 4 years that is the time when lot of revolution happened in the mobile space mine was a, mine was mostly a dumb phone it didn't do much more than you know sending sms and calls but i had few of my friends who later became entrepreneurs and stuff who used to change mobile phones every 3 months and i've seen uh, many different handsets with them they had these first first touch screen phone i think it was uh, what was that was that a sony ericsson p3 p90 or something i don't I'm remember i'm very bad with model names so, so that that yeah, had this touch screen and i was really fascinated i was like man touch screen with a stylus and all that kind of stuff and some of these uh, handsets that that time sony ericsson was really popular for music phones right and they had camera phones that was big revolution music phones like walkman phones what yeah, w500i yeah. and all was really popular in the college and then came the time of uh, mobile internet 
you know you could start using internet then you know flip phones moto razer but i was still on my 3310 for a long time then i moved to some other model of nokia which was again a dumb phone but had this a uh, blue color screen couldn't do much in that so i throughout my college life i never used a smartphone in fact my first truly smart smartphone i started using in 2015 i think same here <laughs> by but till then i was using various nokia symbian phones i remember the first uh, phone that i purchased for my use was this nokia c5 which was a small handset with about 2 inch screen um you could use internet and gps but necess- not necessarily we didn't have too many apps those days phones came with built in apps and you don't install apps you can install some symbian apps and all that but it was not really functional uh then i used many second hand handsets from uh, you know here and there and finally in 2015 is when i got my first truly smartphone which was this motorola g3 moto g3 right that was the first smartphone i ever used yeah mine uh, i think the first phone i had like proper phone was uh, nokia i i'm not sure what 5 express music right when, i don't remember the number it was nokia 5330 or something i, I don't know, know. Sure. yeah it. so that Good one number. that one was like you know revolu- that one kind of revolutionized uh, the music listening experience back then it had that yeah. play pause button on the side of <laughs> the, the phone side. or something yeah we used to yeah <laughs> a lot of things used to happen with that like accidentally pressing it and playing songs inside the class and all that used to happen while i was in college so that was my first phone my first truly smartphone yeah i also bought it in 2015 it was asus zenfone 5 <laughs> <laughs> right and during college one other thing which i missed to uh, you know uh, talk about is they came up with these free sms packs and stuff yeah. like that and there was one offer in our college we had two towers near our college so if you there was a tower in a, a small place called bovikanam little bit far away from our college you can st- see the tower so if you can catch that tower signal you can make calls for 5 paise per minute something like that so i remember uh, my friends and we all used to go far down uh, down the college towards the end boundary of the college and uh, sit and talk <laughs> what all we had to do right i remember like we had 500 sms Hmm. And uh, SMS used to be the thing back then because when you're in college, you don't have enough forwards. money to make calls, right? <laughs> and then you send forwards or like you know talk to someone. And uh, they finally changed it, you know, from 500 they reduced it to 100. I remember people almost yeah, yeah, crying. Yeah. I think government came up with some regulations yeah. or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Then WhatsApp happened after that. <laughs> WhatsApp was yeah. a major revolution. I think I started using WhatsApp only in 2014 or something. I had that old Nokia phone with Symbian uh, apps. It was non-functional to the extent, but really started using only in 2015 when I got my Moto G. I think I got into WhatsApp in 2013, 12, 2012. Yeah, you were a college kid. I was. Yeah, in, I had in to. I had to office. be there. I, I was working. I, I was really not into you know message, and to, even today I'm not too much into messaging and stuff. So. Then after Moto G, I think the next phone. Uh, I think we both changed phone. Uh, freak, af, you know, almost at the same time, I got a One Plus. Uh, I had a six. Realme. <laughs> Realme just launched, and you got the first yeah, model, yeah. right? And that was a thanks to Geeky Ran- Ranjit. <laughs> <laughs> I got this uh, um, One Plus Six, which is still an amazing. Which I am using right now. So exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so I moved on to other phones, uh, you know, uh, and finally to uh, you know iOS. Uh, so you are using that OnePlus phone, which is still going strong. Yeah. I feel that the phone was really built for future at that time. 
right so uh, yeah that is uh, now the phone has become multifunctional i think people use phones less for calls these days phone has become your entertainment unit your uh, gps navigational stuff your health monitoring uh, device and it has become um, what not it has become everything and peop- you know uh, which you can imagine all your appliances uh, not appliances maybe all your entertainment units combined into one it has music player video player call sms features it has it has rendered calculator yeah it has rendered lot of things uh, you know useless because you don't buy an ipod anymore or mp3 player um you don't buy uh, do you buy calculators these day i think I college students do because you can't carry uh, maybe so so phone. it has kind of replaced a lot of things if you take this phone back to alexander grambell and tell him that this is what your invention has become in 2000s he'd faint <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure. So yeah, that is pretty much uh, a history of how phones came into existence. Use your phones. Uh, I wouldn't say don't use them, but don't become a slave to your phone. <laughs> use your phone wisely. <laughs> right. <laughs>